This is the Financial Compass with Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Matthew provides his clients and prospects with the information that they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Matthew Brunner to help you find your financial direction. Hello and welcome to the Financial Compass. My name is Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, or Compass in Fairfield, Connecticut. If you'd like more information about what you hear during today's show, give us a call, 800-339-9252, or visit us online at compass-ltd.com. While you're at the website, scroll on down to the radio section of the page. You can check out past shows and subscribe to the program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And please don't hesitate to reach out to us with questions, set up a virtual or face-to-face meeting. I have to say right now, I generally feel pretty optimistic, but I'm feeling even more optimistic than I perhaps have felt in the last year. Summer's just about here. Life seems to be returning a lot closer to normal every day. The economy seems to be holding steady. My optimism about our current state of affairs has me thinking about some of the things I'm really looking forward to doing in the coming months. Ball games, backyard barbecues, fairs, community festivals, weekend getaways. But I have a question for you. What do all these things have in common? And it's that they cost money. Mm. And if you aren't careful, I thought it some was that them, I love them. <laughs> I love that them could all. be another part of it. But listen, if you're not careful, some of them can uh, you know, end up costing you a whole bunch of money. So on today's show, we're going to discuss how you can have a lot of fun in the coming months while sticking to the kind of budget that keeps you on track for the kind of retirement you really want. But before we go talking about all the fun we're going to have while keeping your wallet happy, let's talk about the man who never stops having fun, Tony Shore. (laughs) Tony, how you doing? I am so good. It hurts. Um, (laughs) I'm doing great today, Matt. Seriously, it's just been an amazing week. I've really gotten a lot done, but I've been busy. And last weekend, unfortunately, my dad had an accident, broke a couple of ribs, but I got to spend three days with my mom and dad helping take care of them and get him situated at home, resting comfortably and got some work done for him outdoors. And, you know, just other than that, working, you know, you know, the life of a co-host. So busy. (laughs) The glorious life. (laughs) It's a bug's life, as I like to say. (laughs) Uh, How about you, Matt? What's going on? Well, I, you know, I, some of the things I mentioned have already started, you know, my kids baseball and softball has already begun. Uh, so that's been, I've already been to see a few of those games. So that's made me happy. As, as you know, I like to take advantage of every season outdoors. So the gardening has begun. We transplanted the, you know, all the plants that we started from seeds into their bigger pots, getting ready to bring them out and harden them off in another week or two. And, um, you know, so all the, all the outdoor stuff I love to do been for a few hikes. We did a little cleanup in our neighborhood, neighborhood cleanup this weekend. Uh, all those things I like to do outside are really starting to get going. So it's, it's a nice shift. I don't get me wrong. I I love winter, uh, but spring and summer just around the corner there, 
uh, I, I don't know. I, I still, my favorite season is the one I'm always in, but, uh, this is whatever it is right now. There's just as bleak as this winter seemed to be, this spring really seems to be that much more uplifting. Yeah. Well, and I, I would agree with you. And so I, I just think I'm optimistic too. I mean, to see sunshine and to see people getting back out there and a lot of people have been getting the um, vaccination. So hopefully that will help. And I just hope that we can get back to some semblance of normalcy. And it feels good to be able to get outdoors, though. That's number one. I mean, even more. I mean, you always manage to find ways to get outside and, and work outside and things. But uh, year round, it gets tougher in the winter and it's a little more bleak. But I think people are feeling optimistic. I share in your optimism, Matt basically is, is the deal. Well, that's good to know, Tony. Thank I'm I'm so happy to hear that. <laughs> and let's face it. What's the one thing we know the most about what we're supposed to be doing for ourselves during this whole thing? It's being outside. Yes. So that door is open to everyone again, no matter where the, this time of year, even if you live in an insufferable climes, you know, of heat or cold right now is generally pretty decent everywhere. Right. Right. Well, I, I would agree. Now, uh, our topic today, uh, you know me, I, I the one there's very little I love more than catching a concert or going on a road trip, uh, but I love mm -hmm. doing it in a way that doesn't break the bank. So I'm glad we're going to talk about this. And I've learned that, you know, with a modest amount of planning, you really can do a lot of things you love to do without torpedoing your financial strategy. But I, I know you use the uh, dirty word there, budget. We're going to talk about that. Or, you know, for our listeners out there, they could call it a, a spending plan. But I, I start to worry because music budget. You're not going to touch my music budget. <laughs> Come on. No, I'm going to listen. When I, I think what we're looking at here is ways to make your regular budget not take a hit from adding all these additional wonderful things to your budget. Right? You can't cut my budget without written consent from the president of the Federal Reserve. <laughs> you do have some good ones today. You can't cut my budget. Uh, but let's so, talk yeah. about this. What, what what do you have for us today? Well, there was, a, you know, normally I don't like to read financial prognosticating articles, you know, what, but what I do like to share on these shows a lot of times are some of these, you know, kind of no brainer articles in a way, but things that unless, because we're always thinking about other things that are perhaps much more important. Sometimes these fall through the cracks. Now, smart asset did a great article called 12 affordable ways to have fun on a tight budget. Wait, what did you call and it? I, you heard me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So I want to go through some of the first, the first suggestion, this one, find local events to enjoy community festivals, fairs, concert in the park, sporting events. The summer months are absolutely the prime time of year for all these activities. And the best part is many of them are either free or they have a very low admission price. Right. I mean, you know, on a lot of previous shows, you've talked about how important it is to avoid social isolation, especially during retirement. And so to that mm -hmm. end, you know, we've talked about getting out, supporting the community. That's a great way to prevent isolation in retirement. And these local public events you're talking about, uh, they're usually organized and run by volunteers. So you could probably, if there is a cost, you could probably attend them for free as a volunteer and take part in them. And that's a great way to support your community as well. And, you know, get you out of the house 
having a good time. I love that. Yeah. So like in the last week we were at the little league field here in town. My kids are well past little league age, but I know some people have some younger kids in it and I'm in the local Kiwanis club and we actually, the opening day they we had our oldest Kiwanis member. Uh, we are the oldest club sponsoring a team in the little league throw, a, have the ball handed to them from a, you know, a, kid that's in the middle school builders club uh and then through the first pitch to uh, my daughter who's actually in the high school key club and um and so they, it was all around that but it, we've been to the little league field two or three times in the last week and they've got a snack shack talk about a cheap place to have dinner wow. you know support the local you support a local vo- completely volunteer community you get to plug yourself into the community see some people you haven't seen in a while it's Great focal point, things like that that are often overlooked are great, uh, great things to do for little or no money. Now, for a lot, in that, it's speaking of like a great dinner, going out to restaurants, another way to enjoy more relaxing summer months. So many people now have outdoor seating areas. Now, let's face it, a couple sandwiches, a dessert, and a few drinks aren't cheap. But then again, you know, what about some alternative ways? Something like the Little League Field's not a bad way to go. Ours has a ton of different food. But, you know, here and here, another thing, a little internet research can really come in handy. You may be able to find coupons or determine which local restaurants have specials on any given night. Maybe they have an all-you-can-eat Friday night fish fry or a wing night or, you know, two-for-one pizzas, two-for-one entrees, whatever it is. And if you have kids or grandkids, check out kidsmealsdeals.com. That site can help you find places is where kids eat free for a significant discount. You'd be surprised at how quickly kid-friendly discounts can add up. Yeah, and I I definitely keep an eye out for restaurants that have those midweek specials uh, designed to get people to come in on, you know, their typically quieter or slower nights of the week. Uh, That's smart. Uh, What do you have Mm -hmm. next? Well, I'm I, I'm a big fan of movies, as I know you are, too, is a lot of the places we get some of these sound effects and quotes from the things we uh, have in the show but, or the things we allude to, you know, off the cuff stuff. But the, uh, in this article, they advise you to seek out low cost movies. And that's right up again, my alley in our town this summer, we're going to have um, the a movie festival in the park. So, um, you know different movies will be screening in the park. They also do communities, movie nights. Generally, there's no admission. You bring a lawn chair or a blanket. You enjoy a movie under the stars. There's usually a concession stand. So even if you don't have, if don't want to make popcorn at home, you can get some there. If you're a frequent movie goer, don't discount. Also, the importance of matinees, the price difference between matinees and nighttime shows is another thing that can really add up quickly. Well, yeah, it can. I mean, in fact, our local theater has a Tuesday where it's really cheap. And if you just join their free member club, you get free popcorn and soda on Tuesdays, plus a super cheap movie. So that's that's worth the trip all day long. Yeah, it is. And now that yeah. they're starting to show movies again, uh, hopefully more movies will be coming to the theater again soon. Yeah. So uh, that would be nice. It, it, you know, as long as we're safe about it, I think that's a good idea. And, uh, you know. All these theater chains, a lot of the bigger chains have reward programs that allow you to get points, and then you can use them for free goodies at the concession stand. That's, I mean, that's awesome, and that's a big savings when you talk about, you know, that large bucket of corn and a a large soda, which is about a gallon of soda. And by safe about it, you mean don't eat the milk duds off the floor, right? Yeah, I've told you about that before. You shouldn't do that, Matt. 
Okay, just double check. All right. Now, next on to the next one. Those who enjoy arts and culture, there's a ton of great ways to have fun and enjoy those things, even while sticking to a budget. Check out the local paper or the local website in your town. Look at what museums, concert halls, there's conservatories, theaters, art centers. There's a lot of offerings. Many have days when seniors and kids are free or discounted, and some even have occasional days when admission is free for everyone. Right. There you go. That's another great way to save money. That's a really good tip. And I just think that, you know, anything you pay to an art venue, even if you're there at a discounted rate, it's going to go to support the kind of attractions that make communities stronger and more enjoyable. I'm a big supporter of the arts and things like that. And parks, uh, you know, community supported zoos in some towns where you make a donation and the admission is free. So, these are all great things, Matt, and this has been a great show so far, but why don't we let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you to get their own spending plan in place and make sure it's part of their overall financial strategy. Sure. You can give us a call 800-339-9252, or you can visit us online at compass-ltd.com. All right. Sounds great. Well, let's keep this train rolling. I mean, we're talking about budgets. Budget? Uh, yes, but no. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to have some fun with it and, you know, ways you can bring fun and adventure to your life without destroying uh, your budget and jeopardizing your retirement dreams. And it's a timely show as well. People are wanting to get out and do things for the summer. What do you have next for us? So a lot of times when we're sitting down during the planning process with my clients, one of the things that's very important to them, especially in retirement, is travel. That's one of the first things that often comes up and with good reason. You know, we live in this big, huge, incredibly fascinating world. I know like prior to the show, you said, you're really busy. And I said, I like doing things, right? It's way better than not doing things. Well, there's so many things you can do right in your own backyard. But when you think about the amount of things that there are to do in this great big world of ours, I can see why travel so popular. And, you know, now the air travel, you know, a hundred years ago, travel was a bit different, right? But with air travel, far-flung parts of the world are more reachable than they have ever been. So for the rest of today's show, I think a good thing we can do is kind of tie this into how we can do some of this stuff around travel, how you can explore your region, the world, both this summer and for years to come without straying outside of your financial strategy. And I thought this would be an intriguing, useful topic for listeners that this had a it's from an article in Budget Travel, the 25 absolute best money-saving travel tips ever. Now, I I did a, I went to Europe after college. I did that very, uh, you know, cliche thing and went and traveled around Europe. I wanted to see all these things I've been learning about for so many years and, you know, add actual mental pictures to this history that I had. And I did it on what was called, uh, I used this book, said, you know, Europe on a shoestring. So I did it rather cheap and I went around Europe for quite a bit of time with very little money. So I can tell you firsthand, some of these things work very well. Uh, the first topic, this article addressed, uh, the 25 absolute best money saving travel tips ever, which is, you know, we're going to give it what it is. Cause I didn't write it. So probably second best. Right. But, uh, now this one, finding a reasonably priced hotel room. It's a huge one. The trick though, is to not snap up the first reasonably priced room you come across during your research. Well, yeah, that's that, that's interesting. I mean, 
Isn't that a little counterintuitive, though? I mean, hotel rooms are expensive, especially if you want something on the nicer side. So why wouldn't you want to snatch up a room at a price you're comfortable with right away? Well, that's a fake, a fair question, Tony, but the answer comes down to one word, and that's location. So let's say you're going to Washington, D.C. for a few days of sightseeing, and you find a great room at an even greater price, 50 miles outside of the city. Now you know all of the things you want to see and do are right in the heart of D.C., right? No, very, <laughs> it's right there. Yep. We know this. Easily accessible on foot, very short and easy trips on the metro. But if you're 50 miles outside of the city, suddenly you have to figure out how to get into the city, which is not an easy thing to do in D.C. Do you rent a car, drive all the way in? Do you take Uber from your hotel to the nearest metro? If you have only a few days to explore a history-rich city like D.C., do you really want to lose two or three hours every day getting in and out of the city. Now, you should certainly open your laptop, get to work finding the room you want at a budget-friendly price, but at the same time, you should also factor location in your equation. And I can tell you from experience on this one, again, there are some very fair-priced hotels literally a block away from the Smithsonian, like Air and Space Museum. There's a couple hotels right along that. You can see the capital from them. Very nice, very nice rooms. A lot of things included. Parking was included at the hotel I was at. I didn't have to wow. pay park in D.C. And we were right there on foot to do the entire mall from one end to the other. And it was super fair. Um, and considering, like you said, being outside of the city, I could not. I'm glad I did that extra bit of research. Well, I wouldn't have looked at it that way, but that's a really good perspective. You, you've changed my mind on this because, you know, rental car fees and Uber rides, they add up quickly and mm -hmm. they could end up making what you'd save on a room outside of town a wash. So that is really smart. And yeah. I, I think that's, that's, that's great advice. So, uh, in fact, I'm taking a business trip. Uh, they're sending me to New Orleans, uh, and I'm glad they're, they're putting me right down in the thick of it, which yep. will be, which will be great because it'll really uh, save money on a, I don't need a rental car and I won't need to Uber a lot. So that's, good. yeah, you really don't. Again, that's another city where a lot of what you want to do is right there. Yeah. And quite that's honestly, true. it's one of the, also those cities that if you get outside of that area too far, you probably don't want to be on that block. That city <laughs> yeah. changes quickly. It does. So, uh, yeah, it can be, you know, it's a, don't get me wrong. It's beautiful. And there's a lot of great stuff around there, but there's also a couple rough neighborhoods. If you don't stay right down in the thick of things. Um, that is true. That is true. New Orleans is a great town, but there are oh, some yeah. neighborhoods. It's just like LA or Chicago or any big city. Uh, there are areas you want to avoid and it does change quickly. I mean, there's the you know, the jazz district and, and where all the music clubs are and you just go a couple of blocks uh, too far one way. And it's like, it gets a little sketchy for tourists. So I've had a few friends lose more, you know, a while more yep. <laughs> in the wrong neighborhood in that town. Yep. Um, I, I, I've been to that town a lot of times I've been down there traveling. I, we went down after Katrina to rebuild some homes for oh, a little great. while. Um, and so I, I, I do have an affinity for that place, but do too. you do have to be, you have to watch where you're going sometimes. Yep. Uh, now back to our topic, next thing you want, don't get too caught up in the idea that there's a best day to buy your airplane tickets. Now the common rule of thumb is that you should buy your tickets about two months before your intended departure date. That's often a good bet, but it's not always the way to go. 
airlines often adjust their rates with little notice. Uh, and there's so many reasons. Some, some are obvious, some are obscure. If you're a frequent traveler, keep a regular eye on rates. For example, if you think you might go to Paris in a year or two, just check out the rates every day for a little while. Get a sense of what's average. Also, follow the major airlines on social media or sign up for the rewards clubs and subscribe to their newsletters so you get a first crack at special offers as well. That's awesome. I think that's another good one. And for me, you know, buying airplane tickets is a relief because then I've gotten a big part of the trip planned and locked in. The further ahead you can do that, the better as far as airline tickets. Now, here's another one. Now, we've we've talked about hotels and airlines. We've talked about the planes and, well, let's get to automobiles. How trains about that part? If you're and going, automobiles? Yeah, I was, I was going to try and find a way to a John Candy or Steve Mark <laughs> line, but let's, let's Those do Those are let's pillows. If if you're going to be using a rental car on your trip, consider booking the smallest car available with a pickup time that's also as early as possible. Now, remember this. The smallest car available that you can work in is always going to cost you less to operate than the bigger one. But the... It's generally the early arrivers who get free upgrades. And if you arrive early, it's likely that many previously rented cars won't have been returned yet, which means that if the compact you've selected isn't available, you're likely going to get an upgrade into a bigger, more comfortable car at the same price because rental companies are obligated to supply you with a vehicle at the price you agreed to. So you may have saved a couple bucks. If you get the car you booked, great. You save buck. You save money on both the rental and the operating. If they upgrade you, you at the very least, you've already saved money on the rental. Okay. Well, and you've given us a good breakdown then of when to book airline tickets and maybe the best time to uh, book car rentals. Uh, But do some of those principles apply to booking a cruise? I know a lot of people are looking forward to getting back to cruises once they open up. Yeah, this is so far in the future. Now, listen, I, there's so many people near and dear to my heart that cruise. You wouldn't, it's something that's so far out of what I would want to do that I had to do oh, a little digging. You and me both. I, I, I am I, I took one cruise once. It was a three day cruise and I'm like, never again. It's not it's just not for me, but I, I have friends that we have we know couples, my wife and I, we have friends that just that they that they love to do the cruises and they always yeah. get great yeah. deals. And I Yeah. So I'm I, there's so this is this this one is purely not from personal experience. I just needed that to be helped from. Yes, I love spending time in the ocean. I, I wouldn't I couldn't do a cruise, but uh, with a little bit of research on this one and you know digging into it for this show, your best play is to book very early or very late. Now, let me if you, if you book a cruise six months to a year before you depart, there will likely be numerous rooms available with little demand. That means good prices. Now, as the departure date draws closer more people begin to book and that drives up the prices. Now, if you look shortly before the departure date, you may find a room at a truly great rate as a cruise company begins applying steep discounts in an effort to fill whatever rooms they have left after demand has flatlined. So those are your two best times. Yeah. I knew a guy uh, when I worked in Nashville, I knew a guy, he and his wife, they just, they would find, they would get the most unbelievable deals on cruises. Mm -hmm. I couldn't believe how cheaply they could go on a cruise, but they really searched out these, you know, leftover rooms and things. And if you're willing to go last minute, that's how they did it. Like, well, I'll tell you this. That's a great point. If you want to travel, make a list of the things you want to do to travel and literally wait till the last minute to decide where you're going to go. That's, and then you just look up all the places or things you wanted to do 
there's a really good chance one of them is going to have a phenomenal deal that works for when you're going. Yeah. Right. You may not get your first choice of what you were going to do this year, but if you have a list of all these things that you want to do, there's a really good, a good chance idea. you're going to get a great discount. Yeah. Um, That's a now, great idea. Another thing. Now, if you're doing this, this sometimes one of the reasons that looks like there's a great discount and you'll catch this on a lot of times, especially if you do it last minute are all inclusive resorts. Be aware of hidden oh, resort yeah. fees, things like towels at the pool, Wi-Fi, newspapers, things you thought were part of that all inclusive price. They in fact, show up as extra charges on your bill. Oh, there's all inclusive. And then there's like super inclusive. Right. So make sure that you know exactly the what you're getting into. You have to know what's on that all-inclusive label before you go. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. I actually never thought about that. To be honest, that's one thing my wife and I always wanted to try is one of those all-inclusive resorts. We've never done it. Have you done one of those, Matt? I've been to one, um, and it was kind of similar to that. There were It was mostly inclusive, I should say. There were a few things. Now, there was... Now, my, a really, really good friend of mine did his honeymoon at one that what what we now delineate between all inclusive and super inclusive. He could literally say, and he did this because he was young. He said, I want a bottle of Jack Daniels every day and this, and that would be at, at, at its door. Now, he was smart and he used it to trade for trips and things like that around the local area. Sure. But his was entirely inclusive. I've stayed at a mostly inclusive place that only had a few upgrades to things. But sure. uh only I've only done that one time. I generally wow. yeah I haven't I, I, I haven't ever done that, but uh, my wife and I thought it might be fun. We're we're gonna look into that at some point. Well, uh, you know this is a great topic. Let's keep moving on. Do you have anything else for us? Sure. How about this one? Uh, consider vacation home rentals. Now, if a week at an oceanfront house is fourteen hundred dollars, that doesn't really feel like budget traveling, right? I mean, that's two hundred dollars a night. But think a little bit about this. What if it's you and your spouse? and your kids, or maybe you're a little older, it's you, your spouse, some of your kids, and some of your grandkids. Now there's 10 people involved. That $1,400 price tag is not so out of whack, especially when you compare what it is to a week's worth of hotel rooms that would, what it would, you know, to room 10 people. Now when you throw in the fact that vacation homes almost certainly have a full kitchen, that means fewer trips to the restaurants, more time actually spent with your family, doing things, sharing all those memories. Uh, that all of a sudden that initial sticker shock isn't so shocking and is a very easy pill to swallow. Yeah. Well, I think that's another good point. And my biggest takeaway from uh, budget uh, from this talk you've been telling us about budget friendly traveling is not to skip the details because, like you've explained to us today, Matt, a price tag may actually come with a fair bit of nuance and. You know, I think that uh, this is a great conversation. We should probably wrap it up. Uh, you know, it's great to talk about budgets. I mean, some people cringe uh, when they talk about budgets. But you certainly solved that budget crisis. You did You did for us today. Budget solution number 28. <laughs> I think we can stop there at budget solution number 28. Congrats. Well, that's, yeah. I mean, who needs more than that? That's one for every day of February. <laughs> February. Uh, thanks for bringing that up. Did, did you hear that? No, I didn't hear anything. What happened? Oh, no, that was <laughs> it. There was nothing. There was no response. There was no February joke. So uh, anything else you want to add before we go today, Matt? Yeah, I wish I could have added a better joke since we're ending now. But uh, how about we just say, let's just say uh, if you heard anything that makes sense you hadn't thought of before, 
Just imagine all the other great ideas you're going to get when you work with someone who does this stuff for a living. If you don't have someone you're working with, find a financial professional. If if you want to work with somebody local or if doesn't matter where you are in the country, we can help you. You can give us a call. It's 800-339-9252 or visit us at compass-ltd.com. But find a financial professional to work with. All the greatest have had coaches. You should be able to as well. Uh, you know, it, they'll help you. Keep an eye on the life you want while also helping you achieve that life you want in the future. So get out there, find a professional. And if you if if you'd like what you're hearing here, give us a call or visit us online. All right. Sounds great, Matt. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of The Financial Compass with our host, Matthew Brunner. Thank you for listening to The Financial Compass. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Matthew Brunner at Comprehensive Planning Associates. Call 800-339-9252 or visit their website at compass-ltd.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Insurance products and services, fee-based financial planning, and investment advisory services are offered by Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD. Compass, a registered investment advisor in the state of Connecticut. Securities are offered by Gretchen Brunner and Matthew Brunner through Gradient Securities, LLC, Arden Hills, Minnesota, 866-991-1539. Member FINRA, SIPC. Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass, and Gradient Securities, LLC are not affiliated companies. Gradient Securities, LLC, and Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. Please refrain from posting reviews of your experience as this may be considered testimonials and are prohibited by the Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC. Like should not be considered a positive reflection of the investment advisory services offered by Gradient Securities, LLC, GS, and or their investment advisor representatives.